Hi, David Christoph here. And Marcus Pierce here. After you listen to this Wellness Couch podcast, make sure you strap on your early bird wellness cape and head over to thewellnesssummer.com and book your early bird tickets. Tickets are going like hotcakes and why wouldn't they be? Because two days of powerhouse wellness featuring the Up For A Chat Girls, the new couch rock star, Kale Brock, the natural nutritionist, Steph Lowe, our beautiful special guest, Nat Kringudis, Quirky Joe Witten, Marcus Pierce, MP, our brother, the wellness guys, and more should not be missed. Get ready for some serious wellness, inspiration, education, extrapolation, information, fermentation, and so much more. Head to thewellnesssummit.com and book your tickets now. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. You're listening to A Quirky Journey, the healthy family podcast with your hosts, Joe Witten and Leah Follett. Welcome to A Quirky Journey. Join us as we share our family's journeys to good health. You'll find plenty of inspiration, tips and recipe ideas, as well as stories from everyday people who've struggled and overcome health problems and diet challenges in their own families. I'm Jo Witten, author of the blog and book Quirky Cooking, and I'm here with my good friend Alex Stewart. Hi Alex. Hi. She's also a big believer in the idea that food is medicine, and so she's going to be sharing with us today about the recent Mind Forum that she was at in Sydney, which I sadly missed out on going to. So... <laughs> Um, firstly, I think we should just explain exactly what the Mind Foundation is and what the forum is and so people know what in the world we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so hi, everybody out there. Uh, I've been a Mind Ambassador for a couple of years now and it's something I really believe in. And I think a lot of uh, things on the internet, you know, pop up on our screens and around and you think, oh, what is all this stuff? But uh, mm. there's something that stands out for me about Mind, which is it's relentless drive to attract like-minded integrative professionals mm, yeah. um, to basically come together and look at absolute up-to-the-minute research in lifestyle cause and effect, um, yeah. and not just in, um, you know, oh, my gosh, this has become this extreme so we've got this medicine or this operation for this. But there's just so many other pieces of the puzzle that can really support people um, to live their best lives, especially children. Children is a big focus for the foundation. Um, and I might just read out their mission statement. That way it comes from mind direct and, and there's no no way for me to actually misinterpret the words because they're really great, concise words. And that is the Mind Foundation is committed to improving the lives of Australians by promoting integrative health care that treats the source of illness in each individual with the aim of helping them to reach their full potential and enjoy a life of health and happiness. So the words integrative health care are, are some that maybe some people out there are going, uh, I feel too silly to ask what that might be. <laughs> I might just explain that for Thank everybody. You. And that is uh, treating patients not just with one health professional, like, you know, a lot of us grew up, if you were born in the 70s, 60s, you grow up, you go to your doctor. If your doctor can't fix it or if there's nothing wrong with the blood test but you're still feeling symptoms, it's a really tricky little grey area that then opens up. Um, and traditionally there really hasn't been much of a place for people to go. Um, but these days uh, you've got naturopaths, kinesiologists, 
occupational therapists, uh, nutritionists, EFT specialists. I mean, there's so many GAPS practitioners, so many different um, forms of help you can get for these gray areas where perhaps one traditional modality just isn't the full answer for your family. Um, the, it, the integrative care is about working across professions and across the knowledge that you have as a health professional and cherry picking who you work with. You know, there are a lot of practices setting up now, which I love, um, where within the practice, even in my quite traditional GP's practice, there's a nutritionist on Fridays and Saturdays there now. And, you know, it's really, and then health coaches to support lifestyle changes um, that doctors want implemented, but in their little 15-minute window, they don't have time nor really the qualification because that's yeah. not what they focus on in their degrees. So it's really just about um, a great new direction in healthcare where no one health professional says, I know everything that needs knowing for you it's like well here's what I know and here's how I can help and I think it'd be great for us to bring in a naturopath for this bit and to work with an occupational therapist for this bit and you know you know what I mean so I just it's a really exciting new way to approach things it's the way that I've approached my health in the last 10 years I don't think any one health professional should be um, to know everything to know everything I think People pay out doctors and they're angry with doctors. And I just think, well, doctors learn one thing, one way um, and one modality. And, yeah, sure, some people then do post-grad nutrition and a few other things. But if you haven't, um, I don't think that you should be chastised for that. It's just what you know. And and then you see someone else for another bit Mm -hmm. because modern medicine is incredible for saving the day. I mean, if you're at risk of amputation because of an accident and someone can use the up to the minute technology to keep your limb and I mean there's incredible things that that form of education can give us so to to kind of blanket say I hate you know modern medicine (laughs) I I think we're too narrow um, sometimes in And that can come from a frustration in not having been helped by that system. I and get that. that big grey area that you never felt like anyone could help you with. Yeah, um, and I've certainly been a part of that myself with mm-hmm. subclinical thyroid yeah. um, where everything seems okay but then you go to a naturopath and they see disaster. Yes. <laughs> so yep. it's really just about um, knowing what's out there now and um, and really working integratively That's and I that. love that that is becoming much more the the system now I know when I go to my chiropractor he you know he works on my back with manipulations and then he says okay now you need to go get a massage and he says are you seeing your naturopath and he talks about the different things and says make sure you're doing this and that and talk to them about this area and mm-hmm. um, he understands about gaps and he thinks it's great and you know it's not just um, I fix your back and then everything is okay. He understands that there's every sort of other area that you need to work on as well. Absolutely. So it's I great. Practic is one of the best um, examples of mm. healthcare with um, how much they seem to take on. I know my chiropractor's a, a kinesiologist. He mm-hmm. specializes in EFT. Um, he, what else does he do? Oh, yeah, I know. So I totally get it. And I think it's about surrounding yourself with people who you feel like really look at the whole you. I think of my amazing integrative dentist, um, mm. uh, Dr. Ron Ehrlich, um, of the Sydney Holistic 
Dental Centre, let me get that right, and he always talks about how the mouth is not just a mouth. Mm. It's attached to a whole body. Yes. You know, there there are a lot of messages going between those parts of our bodies and to treat just one area is really odd. (laughs) Yes, and it's funny that you should say that because our dentist, he's an older guy who's about to retire but his wife's a naturopath and they're very into natural health. Um, that's about the closest as we get to it, as we can get up here to an integrative mm-hmm. dentist. But he told my husband, "You really need to get off gluten. It's no good for your teeth." And um, you know, he he understands that there's more. Like you say, it's not just a mouth. There's more to it than that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> good. Mm. So um, basically, Mind Foundation helps people with finding this kind of health care and yeah. educating people in all of this. And so the forum, do you want to just explain what the Mind Forum is? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, if we look at today, um, allergies affect one in three Aussie kids. It's amazing. I know, it's crazy. And there's a statistic, please don't quote me on this, um, but (laughs) I'm actually just trying to dig into my memory bank. Mm. But it's something like these days an allergy will be hospitalised in one in ten cases at some point in the child's life. Wow. Just ten years ago that figure was one in 100. Yeah. So you, know, you can't tell me there isn't something, something we're all going wrong, wrong <laughs> mm. um, for this to be growing at the um, rate that it is. So there's asthma is one in four. Uh, ADHD, one in 10, autism, one in 90. Uh, So, you know, childhood cancer, diabetes, obesity, depression, they've all doubled in the past two decades. Mm -hmm. So it's the forum really is to create a space for three days um, where professionals from all around the country meet. Um, There's a practitioner area um, which uh, um, hold practitioner level kind of understanding, if you like, um, lectures Mm -hmm. and those um, practitioners also get tested and are awarded um, practitioner points so that they can be recognised within the MIND family as integrative um, care specialists who are up to the minute with all the research Mm. um, in holistic treatment of patients. And you can Um, go onto the MIND um, website and find a practitioner. You sure can, and that's mm. dated um, uh, quite soon again, actually, to, okay. to include more practitioners. Yeah. And um, and so there's practitioners doing some learning, but there's also the public lecture series. Yeah. So there's sort of two conferences, if you like, going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. And um, for the public lectures, it's really for, as we were talking about, perhaps it's parents, maybe it's um, even just adults because there's children's and adults Um, lectures all kind of mixed in Mm -hmm. together where you just feel like you're in that gray area where maybe your symptoms just perhaps can't be medicated in a traditional way and yet you know you you want them to be recognized so maybe you're exploring things maybe you're a parent who just wants to learn more about how you can help your child who is experiencing ADHD allergies autism um any of these modern epidemics because the knowledge that these practitioners have who lecture are just incredible people Mm. who work with bizarre cases 
and and difficult cases and non-textbook cases every single day in their practices. So they're really starting to be able after quite a few years to to come to some conclusions and and really help people. So I've known so many parents who've had light bulb moments from going to that that So many. And it's on every year in May. Yeah, it's usually around yep. May. Yep. So I know next year's in May because they've asked me to be there because I missed out this year. Yay. <laughs> oh, well, I'm going to be there too. And um, there's the beautiful Food as Medicine Day, which is usually the first um, sounds the Friday. Like, sounds like the day for me. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's where we're both going to be doing good things. So, so tell us what you do on the Food for Medicine Day. So Foods Medicine is all about, um, predominantly about demos, Mm -hmm. Um, but there are a couple of great lectures. Um, The wonderful Michelle Chevalier-Hedge did a great lecture on um, sugar and hidden sugar this year Mm -hmm. um, and uh, presented some incredible science around that. And then people like me who are either a health coach or just concerned citizens, people who have been demoing or teaching about whole food, real food for a long time and who can motivate people. Yeah. just present a few recipes and ideas to really help families because if you are just a regular family who maybe you didn't have any issues yourself growing up but then you've got a child who presents with allergies or eczema, dermatitis, maybe it's asthma, whatever it is, autism, and you have just been feeding them the usual supermarket um, available foods and that's including the middle aisles as well as the outside aisles, (laughs) um, it's pretty daunting to go, well, SHIT, what on earth am I going to feed my child? I don't actually know food. I'm not connected to food. I don't know how to cook. How do you go back to (laughs) basics and make things from scratch? Totally. Or maybe you've just been told you have to cut out all gluten, dairy, caseine, starch, and you've been put on a gap. those mushrooms. Lacillates, uh, phenols, whatever <laughs> it might be that your family is dealing with, if you don't have that natural creative mm. um, gene because you haven't been cooking with a parent growing up yourself and you don't know how to rustle up and mm-hmm. how to make do with what your confines are, it can be really scary and super daunting. So the yeah. Food of Medicine Day is twofold. It's firstly about helping people um, understand the sheer power of what good food can do to add to your overall wellness picture. But secondly, to empower people to learn the language of real food and and to get cooking ideas, recipe ideas, techniques, um, simple time savers, money savers, because obviously, you know. That's a big issue a big issue people see the price of a kilo of organic broccoli and think oh my gosh Mm -hmm. but then if you go to a lecture and you say well how about all of that stuff in your trolley about a third of the trolley is not contributing to a meal um, at all and Mm -hmm. providing any nutritional benefit and there's about 50 bucks worth of food sitting there why don't you reinvest that 50 into making more nutritional meals bang you can afford organics overnight yeah but it's about being helped, being shown, being, you know, through that. Mm, so that yeah. Friday is a really special day, I think. it's That's um, perfect, it's a, yeah. I can't wait yeah. to go along to that mm. next year. Yeah. And so, then the Saturday and the Sunday are usually divided, one into um, uh, the modern childhood epidemics and their causes. Mm-hmm. There's often maybe a, a heart disease lecture, something around that that's a bit more adult-focused, cancer, 
And then um, on the Sunday, you usually have environmental toxins, which is obviously a personal favourite of mine yes. too. <laughs> Passionate about Alex that. Alex is a bit of an expert on this issue. <laughs> yeah. So, and then this year, um, there was the incredible, it was a Skype lecture um, mm-hmm. because Stephanie's based in the US, um, but Stephanie Sineth, who's a global authority on glyphosate and ah. what to um, our health today uh, and her lecture was just mind-blowing. Oh, I bet. Absolutely mind-blowing. Is um, there any, are any of these available online? They're not available online okay. yet, mm-hmm. but Mind is just about to start putting together webinar and video series. Oh, but good. The best thing you can do, I think, is actually just become a member. It's a hundred. I think it's about a hundred dollars a year or ninety nine dollars a year. Mm-hmm. You also get a discount to the forum by being a member, so you'll make that back pretty much if you go to the whole forum. Mm. Um, if you're already a member, and then you get newsletters and and special events and all sorts of things that are put on throughout the year, and you'll obviously have access to these extra video tools that um, that Leslie and the team are going to be putting up. So I would. I'd encourage membership and I think if it's something that we believe in, and I know there's lots of us out there that do, um, you know. Support it. Yeah, totally. What's 100 bucks over 12 months? Look Mm. at that as a monthly figure. Maybe if you just want to put 10 bucks in in an account for 10 weeks somewhere and forget about it, then in 10 weeks you can become a member. And and then you've supported. And what that does to a not-for-profit organisation mm-hmm. is it helps them budget and it helps them know what they've got to work with. Yeah. Um, and, and they've got amazing speakers that they want to bring to Australia like Natasha mm-hmm. Campbell McBride. And, exactly um, right. And they've got to be able to pay them. <laughs> yeah, they do, of course. So, there's, yeah. there's accommodation, there's flights. Australia's yonkers away. From everywhere. <laughs> an expensive place to bring people. Yes. So. Because they can't do big national US tours around no. Forum. They might visit a couple of extra cities, but that's it. So, it's yeah. um, yes, it's expensive to bring out speakers. So I'd, yeah, I'd yeah. encourage everybody to do that. Mm. That's good. Thank you. So how did you get involved with the Mind Forum? How did you first start helping out? Oh, gosh. Um, it was probably about three years ago, um, and I'm a good friend of Kitsa Yaniotis, yes. who's the incredible creator of Kitsa's Kitchen yes. and probably the queen of bringing cultured foods yes. back into um, the limelight for families. Um, yeah. um, so Kitsa's Kitchen, I think it's .com.au. She's mm-hmm. absolutely worth following on Facebook, always has some incredible things and a beautiful new um, shop in, in Sydney's North Shore. Lovely. Yeah, really nice. Um, so anyway, I was, I knew, you know, we had spoken quite a bit. We were following each other page, other's pages and we were both passionate about integrative health. Um, and she asked me to actually help her out on her stall at the Mind Forum a few years ago. And I was like, yeah, absolutely, no problems. I'll be there. And um, there were quite a few of us helping out. So we got to go to a couple of lectures in between helping on the stall. And I was just blown away by the calibre of the people, the balanced approach of people. It wasn't, you know, a lot of people think these sorts of things are like hippie underground. Anti-doctor, uh, anti-medicine. Anti-doctor. Yeah. I mean, most of the lecturers are PhDs or doctors, yeah. so you can just dispel that myth straight yeah. away. <laughs> and, um, and I was just um, so excited to know that there was a more um, holistic 
root cause focused mm. um, coming together of health professionals out there. And I just basically put my hand up and asked how I could be involved. Yeah. Um, and so from then I've sort of been advocating a little bit and helping and I'm just about to do a workshop up there in August. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, That's good. yeah, just help spread the word. I just think so whenever someone's doing a good thing, you yeah, just exactly. Mm. And they asked me recently if I'd be an ambassador too, and I said yes, definitely. Because yeah. same same as you, I just think this kind of thing needs help getting out there. It's and, sure. Um, the more of us that get on board, the better. It does, and it, we just can't forget that these sorts of organisations are not for profits. Yes, it's um, not. It's not a big money making business. No. So they and need I help that because um, you know a lot of us want these resources, and we're passionate about these resources. And we read everything on mm. someone's Facebook page who is the not for profit, and then we get sad when oh they actually went bust and they couldn't go forward. And I'm not saying that's about to happen. No. Mine all but I am just wanting to reiterate that if this is something that you feel is a great service Mm. get that membership just do it 100 bucks if you can afford it next year (laughs) absolutely so um it's not just health professionals it's also parents that go do they often take their kids or is there stuff for kids to learn as well um as such to this to this today there hasn't really been a kids um focus it's more for Uh, the it's not, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not I did the, hear there was a couple of kids that um, went along that spoke, though. There was a girl, young girl. Yes, yeah. there was. So there are always some incredible testimonial cases who've mm. who've really been helped by in um, the integrative care setting, and um, and yeah, there'll there'll be an appearance every now and then from from one of those gorgeous kids. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, but it is definitely more of an adult. I mean, you know, yeah. it's quite scientific. It's mm-hmm. it does go into quite a bit of detail, and yeah. and you don't have to be a doctor yourself to understand it. It is still very um, the public room lectures are definitely able to be understood by members That's of the good, public. Yeah. But it's <laughs> for kids, no, I wouldn't say. Okay, so. and what was, who was your favourite speaker? Oh my gosh, how well, no. some of them. You <laughs> <laughs> did mention one there. How does one answer such a thing? Okay, I loved, I did love Stephanie Sinef. I've yeah, been following yeah. her research at MIT for a long time on glyphosate and um, and it's a, that's for anyone who doesn't know the main ingredient of the world's biggest selling herbicide Roundup mm-hmm. um, and it's something that's used in most kiddie parks, kill weeds and most public grassy spaces and most and families use it around families the place families in their backyards so yeah. if there's one thing you just want to get up to speed on yourself it's glyphosate and get and ditch that bottle because um mm. personally once something like the world health organization deems something a probable carcinogen they're not going to make a statement like that unless they have a lot of research behind yeah. it. that's the world health organization yeah goodness sakes Mm. so I I just don't think we need to wait to see how it plays out like why would we even play with yeah literally playing with fire and future I think and I'm happy for everyone to do some testing in labs and everything for 15 20 years and then go oh hey it turns out it's okay but in the meantime there ain't no Mm. certainly not when people like 
um, PhD, Stephanie Sinef, is, is saying, well, back, we've got to get rid of this stuff. It's really harmful. So uh, her, um, maybe you can give us the links and we can put that in the um, notes. Will, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I read there was an, a practitioner from Byron. Mm-hmm. I cannot remember. I think she's a naturopath. Okay. But worth looking up, Rachel Arthur. Mm-hmm. Um, and she did a lecture on the thyroid and obviously okay. – um, having had some thyroid troubles myself, I really liked what she had to say. She mm-hmm. talked about iodine and the fact that Aussies are uh, majority deficient in iodine. Mm. Um, she gave us the green light to eat as many oysters as we possibly could. <laughs> I was I was pretty – I don't remember actually going out and buying some oysters. <laughs> God, that's so indulgent, just a random <laughs> snack of a dozen oysters. And just tell your husband, I had to. I've been told I need it for my health. Absolutely. Yeah, he fully understood and shared them with me. Oh, that's good. good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, but uh, but she had some really great things to say, uh, just especially a little light bulb for me and for anyone who's struggled because this is something that does not get properly tested um, mm. in most cases. You get given your little TSH, which is the main thyroid blood test marker, and then that will most often look normal as well, which mm. is heartbreaking because if you're – displaying all the symptoms, um, but they're not testing T3, T4 antibodies, reverse T3, T4, then you're not getting a complete picture. But what she went even further to show was even if then you got a normal result, um, like within normal ranges, Mm -hmm. but you weren't um, given your absolute like point where you were within that normal range, maybe your T3 is right at the top of normal, but maybe your T4 is right at the bottom of normal. Mm. And so therefore the conversation those two things are having is what's causing your symptoms. Wow. So, yeah. And I hmm. thought that was just awesome. Yeah. So that little extra step because it wasn't a step I'd ever gone. Yeah. And it's something I'm now exploring with my health professional. Oh, that's good. Which I'm really excited about. So yeah. I thought that was a really great little um, moment for me. Um, and then, uh, things that throw our thyroid out of balance. She talked about, um, goitrogenic activity, which is, um, uh, something that a lot of people have heard of excessive raw cruciferous veg, uh, excessive soy millet even, um, Yeah, tobacco smoke. And, you know, when we talk, okay, maybe not about tobacco, but when we say something like millet or excessive raw cruciferous veg, I'm not talking about like one random green juice at a cafe with a friend once a month. I'm just talking about like piles and piles of the stuff because mm. it's deemed to be so healthy and, and nutrient rich. Yes. People can then get on this bandwagon, it can affect them negatively um, if they go overboard. So, so I'm not. cruciferous veg for those. In a muffin no. and a cafe that's gluten-free, it doesn't mean you can't eat it. It just doesn't mean that maybe you don't make millet your grain staple at home. That's you know right. what I mean? Not every day. <laughs> you know, we can all freak out about these things and yeah. it's just not the right response. No, but um, it's just being aware. So just mentioning cruciferous veg, a lot of people would know what they are, but just in case. Um, yes, broccoli, broccoli, kale, um, yeah. uh, your Brussels sprouts, cabbage. Brussels and, you know, the best way to have these is the way they had in Europe, which is mm. really beautifully braised with lots of butter or yeah. some stock in a pan with some onions yep. and, you know, really well cooked. Um, so because soft. That, yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. And delicious, right? So yeah. beautiful. Mm. I must admit I've never been a fan of things like kale salads and kale smoothies. 
I like mine cooked with lots yeah. of bacon fat or something. Yeah, and that's <laughs> or in a stew as well. And it's an instinct thing. Yeah. And I, this whole health thing um, online, you know, you'll see someone who's healed by can- healed from cancer, and then they happen to have lots of kale, mm-hmm. and so the whole world literally starts juicing kale. Yeah, I know. I think we all need to sit back and listen to us more than yes. anything. And if something just if it doesn't digest well for you, if it yeah. doesn't sit right with you, or if if you haven't read both sides of a point of view, mm. then don't jump on any bandwagon. Exactly. You know, it's so easy to do. Bandwagon. Your little yeah. voice inside should be your number one bandwagon. <laughs> your little red wagon. <laughs> red wagon there you go and i'll just mention a couple of other things in that goitrogenic list because yeah. there were a couple um there was also excessive iodine so it's really something that's good to just pop into your um your your biannual testing with your doctor to make mm-hmm. sure that your levels are right yeah. um your heavy metals so including mercury lead cadmium mm-hmm. and there you can get i don't know if um people know out there, so I'll just say you can get a little hair test, which is a swatch of clean hair from the nape of your neck that you can send in. I think it's about 130 bucks, mm-hmm. And um, you can be tested for all of those things with that hair sample. Um, so if you're in this grey area mm-hmm. and it's something you haven't tested yet, there might be the answer. You and know, where, you would, have- where would you get help with um, getting one of those hair tests? So you could look online for an area near you that does that testing. Um, my chiropractor does it. Okay. Around the corner from my house. So a lot of holistic health professionals will be able to give you that resource. Ask or a naturopath. And the way for it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, oh, your doctor even, you know, yeah. don't, never discount them. Yeah. Um, so, and then uh, what was the other thing I just wanted to bring up? Chlorine. Ah. So that could be like, you know, we love going to the pool. Aussies love swimming. And if you live um, inland, then it's not going to be the beach. It's going to be the swimming pool. And there's Mm. a lot of chlorine in pools. There's a lot of chlorine in tap water. Showers, baths. Showers, absolutely. So this is not to be alarmist, but it could be part of the overall picture. If you're having thyroid problems, um, the best thing you can do before hitting the pool for a lap swim is to put on some coconut oil or some sort of barrier oh, yeah. that's a good idea um in a bath for the little ones my favorite trick is to just put a tablespoon of ascorbic acid mm-hmm. in the bath and just let that vapor off for a couple of minutes with an open window before that you pop the little person in that's a good idea because um, that neutralizes some of the chlorine impact okay and, good tip. Um, and get a water filter. You know, it yes. is such a great investment to get a water filter, even if you don't believe in fluoride filtration. You know, that's a personal choice based on everybody's knowledge and what they've looked at around that subject. Um, but if you remove one thing or two things, it's that chlorine and pesticide yeah. situation. And even the most basic of filters will get rid of those two things. Yeah. So that's a great first step. Yeah, on that's that. good. Yeah. So I thought that was a really great lecture when mm. into some really good practical advice. Oh, that's good, yeah. Um, and what did you teach about? I did a, one of the food as medicine demos mm-hmm. and my topic was um, discovery, not deprivation. Um, you know, that's one of my catchphrases <laughs> in the face of restricted diets. Yes. So I, good. yeah, and I just talked a little bit about what restriction looks like to the average family. So if you told the average family you can't have any processed foods and that means all of the packets of snacks 
Um, certainly any of the flavoured ones, which is where you find the, the hidden, hidden MSG yeah. um, and all of that kind of thing, that would feel like a restrictive diet to the yeah. average Australian family. Mm-hmm. Then you've got the health situation restrictive diet, which is removing food groups, Yes, um, whether that's out of preference or experimentation or because the doctor has said, no, you've got an allergy, you know, whatever the restriction might look like, mm. we can then take it two ways. We can be depressed and annoyed and, and sad that we're never going to be able to have these things and our life has just been ruined. Upside down, <laughs> ruined. I remember when I found out I had a gluten allergy. It was <laughs> devastating. No more croissants. <laughs> she can't tell me not to eat a croissant. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what it would be for you. <laughs> it was. How did you guess? <laughs> French. <laughs> so I was really sad and I remember crying and I just Aww. wish there had been a lecture that I could have gone to where I said the words I said on that first day of yeah. me finding that out because we all just need to look to the positive messages in our lives rather than the negative ones and I just wanted to create sort of a little hour where we could get excited about what we can have and how to jig around some recipes, a couple of really basic kids' treats. So I did a custard and I did a jelly. Oh, um, and the jelly was a beautiful additive-free gelatin-rich jelly and um, made with kefir and frozen berries and um, and some coconut water and um the custard was a coconut milk base, so that was great for the dairy-free families. Mm-hmm. And um, there was even an egg-free version where you could add gelatin. There was um, some beautiful uh, turmeric in there as an anti-inflammatory. You know, there's just so much we can do. And I just wanted to hope. I just wanted to hopefully help a few people in the audience think, okay, my life has not just been ruined. I can. <laughs> treats because that's of course a really emotional connection that we have with our kids that birthday party or friday afternoon yummy something or you know you you want to do that so yeah just just to have to feel left out from all the other kids they can totally enjoy their food absolutely yeah and these families end up changing the health picture not just for their family but once Mm. other people see oh wow what's in that cake oh my gosh it's you know, it hasn't got any additives. Wow, it's a one bowl wonder. That was so easy to make. Oh, my gosh. So I'm delicious. Like, yeah. And then you can end up changing the picture, especially for regular families who don't yeah. even need to give up food groups but maybe uh, just want to focus. Variation. Yeah, or just mm. want to focus on ditching additives because yeah. that's the elephant in the room that a lot of these yep. different diet types, you know, we talk about paleo this and vegan that. and mm-hmm. Additives to me are the, the number one thing we oh, should be definitely. Talking. Yeah. Real food first and foremost. Yeah. Yeah. So um, did you hear any amazing inspirational stories from people at the forum that you wanted to share or can you think of anything like that? Um, There is so much inspiration that comes (laughs) from. I'm sorry, that's probably a bigger question. One particular thing, I'm not sure that I could. But I did meet a lot of parents who came up to me and said, thank you know, they were saying thank yeah. you for your presentation, mm-hmm. but they then shared a little bit about their kids and um, and I, I, I couldn't tell you how many people talked about behaviour changes when yes. their kids ditched the additives and um, how it turned out they didn't even need to be on asthma medication because it was preservative, uh, sulphite preservatives in the dried oh, fruits. Wow. Um, you know, that's just the list goes on and I'm not saying that, in any of these cases, that means 
Every, Same for everybody. Yeah, no. Dried fruits and therefore ditch your Ventolin. I'm absolutely not. <laughs> no, <that>. no. <laughs> conversation to have with your health practitioner. But, you know, once, once you start to try a few things out in your own life, because you are your best health professional in your family, mm. um, you know, that, that a lot of people do find that they can um, at least minimise or reverse some of the, the effects of the chronic illnesses they're experiencing, which yeah. is just yeah. so exciting. Oh, it my is. God. It, it just is. makes me um, excited to be at the stage of our um, you know, where medicine is now. We're learning so much and science is, is finally you know, sort of helping these people. And I know that there's more and more problems because there's also the side of science that wants to make pseudo foods and, and causes the trouble. Yeah. But thankfully yeah. we do have these people that are passionate about helping and getting people back on the right track. And it, it is exciting to see the changes that people are, are finding in their health. Yeah, it's really exciting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I, I couldn't single out one, but yeah. I definitely have people give me some little, little kind of mini conversations of oh, hope, which is super exciting. So much hope. Mm. So, um, one thing I wanted to mention on the mind, um, foundation website, what mind stands for is metabolic, immunologic, neurologic, digestive, or developmental. So yeah. these are the kind of conditions that the mind foundation works towards helping so yeah. if any of you out there do have children with these kinds of conditions or the gray areas as alex says or even yourself yeah. um it's There's a more great and more adults more and more adults that are getting late yeah getting um allergies late in life i'd met a lady who was about 30 who suddenly had an anaphylactic reaction had never had an allergy in her life and they said you're terribly allergic to nuts yeah. and, and it just came on in later in life mm. so um there's there's a lot of help there to be had so don't despair um but do go and have a look at the mind found so i'll just spell it out it's m-i-n-d-d dot org yep. so that's the website and i will put the link on the um notes as well but there is a practitioner page you can go on to there and i just wanted to mention also they're putting together a mind foundation cookbook so um leslie who's in charge of the mind foundation is really wanting to get these great recipes and stories out to the public and she's been trying to work on this for years and hasn't managed to get it together and she said what they're going to do is a recipe competition so um, anybody who has um, recipes that they think would be good for helping people who are trying to heal with food um, or if you've got a little story to go along with your recipe that would be great Um, you can go onto the mind website mind.org and um, enter your recipes Mm -hmm. and um, I'm one of the judges in the competition (laughs) so i think that'll be a great recipe book that we can sort of get out there to help people so did you have anything else you wanted to share about that that's really interesting i'm dying to go now (laughs) it's really good i just think for anyone who i think for any parent because we live in an age where we're going to come up against all sorts of random things that might happen to our kids or even a friend of the, our kids. And to just be more aware of the forefront of um, holistic integrative healthcare mm. is just a wonderful little skill to have. And yeah. it means yeah. that if you ever have to make a decision about something, you're more open-minded yourself. And mm. I, there's a saying that says never take a point of view unless you've read the direct opposite of that. Yeah, <laughs> that's and such a good saying. 
we would all learn so much um, more tolerance and more openness if we all did that, you yeah. know. Yeah. I, it's something I try to practice wherever I can. Yep. You know, yeah, if I read, yeah, for example, if I read a, oh, my gosh, cast iron is the absolute best thing to cook with in the world, I will find something that says, oh, my gosh, beware of cast iron. Yeah. <laughs> there's all of this to worry. You know, I will try and read both. And have a balanced viewpoint on it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think we have to. And something like mine too, just opens up this beautiful new way of looking at healthcare mm. that I think in this day and age where we can all say we either know someone's kid or we have a kid ourselves or we're three. <laughs> ourselves or, you know, it's not normal to be degenerating in our 30s. No. And if there's nothing that's so pronounced that we can't be operated on or medicated by four, mm. then we should be looking at other ways to support our health. and yeah. and change that picture so yep. yeah just get on board yep. that, that's how I'll, I'll end yeah, yeah get on board I <laughs> agree <laughs> oh thank you so much Alex that was really good and thank you everybody for listening in to a quirky journey we hope you enjoyed it and that you found lots of helpful information for your journey to good health um, you can post questions and comments on our Facebook pages so Alex's is Alex Stewart is A-L-E-X-X don't forget <laughs> Stewart S-T-U-A-R-T <laughs> Um, do you have it? Do you have anything else in your Facebook page? Just Alex Stewart. I think mine's um. Just still say low tox living. So alexstewart.com. Okay, alexstewart.com. Join up my Facebook page from there. That's yeah, probably that's probably the easiest, and you can join her newsletter and um, have a look at the courses that she runs online as well. And um, leave us some questions on her Facebook. She has a great Facebook page. That's why I had to mention it because you put some really good little quotes and things on there and ideas and tips and check out the ingredients in this product and yeah. and really, and really done in a lovely way not not ever hassling people and preaching at people in a in a nasty way which some oh, sites uh, do uh, <laughs> no it's very balanced well we're just all on a journey I haven't yeah. arrived and nor no. has anybody else exactly so it's really just about trying to be a better human than yesterday exactly all sorts of things and not beating yourself up if you mess up <laughs> oh, gosh, no whatever you're doing is enough yeah as long as it's a little step in front of the other every now and then and yes. that's you know that's enough yeah yeah so have a look at her page and her blog and um, i'd also love for you to subscribe to this podcast on itunes the Quirky Journey, and also check out thewellnesscouch.com where you can view heaps more wellness podcasts. There's some really good ones. And please stay inspired, and I'll be back next week to share another amazing story with you. I've got a young lady coming on the show next week who's 18 and who's already been through a very big health journey and is on GAPS, and she's going to share this, her story with us next week. So I can't wait for that one. Don't amazing. miss it. So thank you so much, Alex, and I'm sure you'll be back again to come and chat with us again. <laughs> You're super welcome. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Bye, everybody. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.